Good morning. It is a wonderful, wonderful morning. Happy New Year. So, it has been an awesome year God has given us. We're looking forward to something that's amazing. And no, Brian, we're not starting a GoFundMe page for you. But we are, we are delighted to be together to worship God this morning. I've got a, uh, I've got a cowboy joke for you that is back a few years. You'll recognize that. It was, it was uh, a ranch couple. They lived near a very small town, and they needed a bull. They really had to have a new bull. They only had $500. That's, you can tell that's a few years ago. And she went to a neighboring larger town, and the idea was that if she could find a bull, she would telegraph back to the small town, and the husband would bring the truck and trailer to get the bull. Got it? So she goes with $500 max, and she finds a bull that, that, that she likes, but it costs $499, and she can't get it down. She buys the bull for $499. She goes to the telegraph office, send a message home, and the operator says to her, it's going to take a dollar per word to send us home. So she thinks and thinks and says, I want you to send the word comfortable. And the operator says, huh? Huh? That's, she says, I know my husband. Send the word comfortable. Okay. So she sends the telegraph comfortable. He goes to the little town to picks up the telegraph and sounds it out. Come for Tabul. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. I like it. That's about as deep as I'm going to go this morning. No? <laughs> we, we, have a, we, have a, we have a wonderful day. Obviously, we're coming up, New Year's Eve, we're coming up to this whole time when, we, when, when it's one of those springboard times for us to reflect and to talk about the future, and we're going to go into God's Word, and actually for the next two weeks, this Sunday and next Sunday, we're going to be in Philippians chapter 3, which is one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible, and it, it is a chapter that talks about good and godly goals and purpose. So the timing is impeccable, of course, I sort of knew this was coming, but this morning we're going to, we're going to talk about from, from this phrase. And here's a, here's a reality. I, I currently have a very big buckskin horse, big, strong, stout, good horse, good cow horse, really good horse, but he's got a lot of gas in his tank, and he's impatient, and he just really doesn't, he's not bronchy, but he just doesn't want to stand still at all. And we say about that horse, he needs a job. We say this about a lot of horses. I think, think most of them are better. If you own a border collie or a healer, you say about that dog, needs a job. If you have kids, if you have grandkids, oh, if you're a grandpa or grandpa, grandma, I think the, the, it's still applicable. I think the whole idea is you need a job, and by that we're going to talk, we're going to define that, we're going to talk about purpose. And, and we'll get there in just a minute. But, but first of all, we're gonna, let's, let's, let's read this passage of Scripture. Here's the great apostle Paul. 
the greatest missionary the world's ever known, one of the greatest intellects the world's ever known. He writes two-thirds of the New Testament portion of the Bible for us. He's an amazing man, and he's actually getting somewhat close to the end of his life, and he's still writing this. He's just been through a little chronicling of the fact. He said, I, I was raised in the legalistic system of religion, and I did it perfectly, he said. Wow, like to the letter. And then he said, but that's kind of like nothing. Hmm. And then he talks about other many monstrous things that God has allowed him to do. And he's saying, I'm going to forget that stuff too. But I'm pressing forward. He has a wonderful, wonderful goal. I'll spoiler alert. Next week, we're going to launch into that action because he said, my goal is I want to know Christ. And he, he lists three specific areas where I want to really just not know about God. I want to really know Christ. And we're going to talk, I'm going to outline all of that next week, God willing, and, and talk about what it really means to know God, not just know about God. So now he's talking about this whole idea of having a goal, having a purpose, having a calling, having a mission. So let's read that. Not that I've already obtained all of this. Well, we'll stop right there. Here's a guy, like I said, he, he writes for us. He, he's not quite done yet, but he's almost done writing the two-thirds of the New Testament part of the Bible. We are studying him this morning. We have, scholars have kept studying him. All the rest of us have kept studying him for over 2,000 years now. And he would say, I haven't arrived. I haven't obtained all of this. I'm not there yet, or I've already arrived at my goal, but watch this. But I press on. That word press, I persevere, I push, I drive. I have intensity. I have purpose. I have focus. I press on to take hold. Oh, that's a key word. To take hold, not just to glance at, not just to brush up against, not just to hear, but I want to, we, we would say in our language, I want to embrace it. I want to take hold of it. I want to grasp it. I want to have it. I don't want just to hear about it. I want to take hold of that. Watch this, for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Ah, so God has embraced us. Here's the amazing thing to me, by the way. It, it continues to astonish me that God likes to hang out with me. But then he hangs out with Randy, so, you know, I'm good. I, I'm just saying, have you ever thought about that about yourself? Have you ever had an extended conversation with God and been amazed at the fact that he would just talk to you that whole time, listen to you? It amazes me. I, I will at times catch myself just, just talking to God. I, I talk to God a lot while I'm just doing stuff, and I talk to him about trivia, and every once in a while I'll just chuckle to say, are you interested in this? <laughs> I mean, I'm barely interested in this. And you, like, I barely, I kind of have a life, but you're God. And yet he does that. But what's that? He takes hold of us. He embraces us. He engages us because he wants to really connect with us, know us, and us to really know him. So I'm going to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. 
Brothers and sisters, I did not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. He said, I'm, I'm not, not there yet. Go to the next verse, please. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, minimizing what is behind. He's had a whole list of accomplishments. He's had a whole list of achievements. He's had a whole list of learning. But he said, let me shrink that and straining toward what's ahead. What a New Year's Day message, wow. Straining toward what's ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. The great apostle Paul is saying, I'm, I'm pressing on, I'm pushing forward, I'm focused on that. So let's, let's go to the next slide and, and, and talk about this. This is this whole idea of having a purpose. We talked about a horse needs a job. We need a purpose. And by purpose, let's talk about a cause. Any purpose, if it's your purpose to just uh, buy as many cats as possible and keep them in the house, I would say that's misguided. I would say you may need an intervention sooner or later. See, see it's not just a purpose. It's a cause that's worth it. One of the questions to ask yourself right now, am I living for a cause that's worth it? Because I've got to tell you, if all you're living for is money, it's not worth it. If all you're living for is just your, well, you, you list it off. He's saying, I'm, I've had this cause of really knowing Christ and, and connect that with a calling. Do I have a calling? Is God pulling me? Is God calling me? I understand it's a little bit mystical. I understand, it's not, how would I know that? How would I, well, hang in there. God will make that clear to you. Is God calling you? Is God pulling you? Is God asking you to say, this is the cause I, I, I have for you. This fits how I've wired you. This fits where I've placed you. This fits what God has passioned you for. Do you have a calling? And does that come to a mission? This is my life's mission. I have this cause, I have this calling, I have this mission, I have a purpose. So right now I would say, as you end a year and begin a new year, that's one of the great questions to ask yourselves is do I have a purpose? Do I have a cause, calling, and a mission? Am, am I focused on that? Do I, we're gonna talk about what it means to have that purpose and how valuable that is to us. But, but start with, do I have one of these? Am I focused in on this? And if not, just spend some time, hang out with God, say, God, help me, help me, to, and start writing things down, start, start asking people, start, I, come out with a, with a written statement, this is my cause, this is my calling, this is my purpose statement, and out of that will flow goals and stuff, but he's saying, hey, do you really have a purpose? Are you living life accidentally, just bouncing off the walls, or do you have a mission, a focus, a cause, and a calling? Let's go to the next one. Now I want to talk to you about what happens when we have a purpose. And first of all, when we have a purpose, we get engaged, as in our heads in the game. This is Cowboy Church, and I'm gonna cowboy it up a little bit this morning, so I'm just gonna to talk to you about cow horses. A cow horse understands it has a job. A cow horse, we talk about a cow horse becoming cowy. That is, it becomes interested in and focused on that. And, and you get to head in the game. I've, uh, I've had lots of horses and, and I love to buy ranch horses and horses that are already cowy and even though I wanna do mountain trails with them a lot and elk hunting and that sort of thing, I wanna know they're cowy. But those horses, 
if you're just riding them around a circle in a trail, often are pretty bored. Like, yeah, whatever. But when a cow shows up, all of a sudden, ears go up, head goes up a little, and their head gets in the game. They become much more responsive to all your cues, rain or leg or whatever cues. They become a head, oh, we got a job to do now. Now I know why we're here. Now I know what we're doing. I, some of you in other disciplines understand that with, with a horse. That's true with you and me as well. When we have a purpose, it gets our mind involved. It gets our focus involved. It gets us with our head in the game. We get engaged in it. I know why I'm here. I know what I'm doing. I know what to look for. I know what to disregard. I know what's important. I know what's unimportant. Those may be equally as important, by the way, because your life can be full and overwhelmed by trivia if you don't have a purpose. Right? You can become easily distracted, but if your head's in the game, uh, uh, you, t you take a cow horse with no cows in sight, and they're, they're looking at all kinds of stuff that doesn't matter and can react to that. But when a cow's in sight, it's like, whatever, that's probably not going to eat me, but this is my job. I got a job to do. And I'm just saying for you and I, it's important to have a purpose. It's important to know where you're going because it gets your head engaged. Let's go to the next one. It, it, it gets you energized and that's because it gets your heart in the game. I've ridden lots of cow horses and, and going out, for instance, for a big pasture somewhere and they're just sort of taking a walk and they're bored but cows come up and all of a sudden like, well, hello then. And you got energy involved and, and everything is quicker and everything is stouter and well, now we got a job to do and everything is, everything, you just get energy in the game. Coaches tell, tell you guys this all the time, get, get your head in the game, get your heart in the game, get energy, get a focus, know what you're getting engaged in the game, get energized by the game, get in the game. And I'm telling for us, ladies and gentlemen, I'll start with old geezers. I still need a purpose in life to get up in the morning. Hello? You know, if you, if you tell yourself, yeah, it's, it's daylight, but I have absolutely nothing to do today. <laughs> it's pretty hard to get, get going. So what I would say is renew that purpose. You young people, I would say, understand this to get, to get your head in the game, to get energized. Paul, the great apostle Paul, I mean, he's nearing the end of his life. He's in prison at this time. He's, 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 he's frustrated from what he thought he was going to be doing at this time. But he says, no, I have a goal. I have a mission. I have a purpose. I have a goal. I'm going to, know, I'm, I'm going to forget what's behind. I'm going to forget this stuff. I'm going to focus on what I'm doing and what is ahead. Learn goals. Learn purpose that are worth those values and those purposes. Get your heart in the game. That's one of the things, by the way, to help you understand. Is my purpose valuable? Where's my heart? Jesus would say to us, where your treasure is, your heart's going to be there too. So what do I treasure? What do I value? Where's my heart? Do I have the right focus here? Do I have the right purpose here? Is my heart really here? One of the things that God is, is, is speaking to me about this turn of the year is, is a heart shift. In, in terms of, of, of a values shift. And, and I'm not ready just to, I don't even know that I understand all that he's talking to me right now, but it's, it's, it's that goal. I think I know his purpose. I think I know his mission, but it's that, 
It's that strategy to get there, maybe shifting because I'm shifting. So I'm just saying to all of us, keep evaluating that. Where's my heart? Where's my purpose? Where's my focus? Is my head in that game? Is my heart in that game? Now I want to go to another one, and it's really important. And that is having a purpose and a goal helps make you courageous. Tell you a horse story. My neighbor has a covered bridge made out of an old railroad boxcar. Both ends are off of it. It spans the bridge, got a wood plank floor. But to a horse, it looks like a long, dark tunnel that's probably got strange noises in it and has never seen anything like it before. All of which says to a horse, don't do that. That would be stupid. Nobody goes there. Horses don't go there. I'm not going there. All those fears come up. Now, there's some lessons in this story I'm about to tell you, so make, let's make sure we don't bypass them. One of the lessons in this story I really don't like, but it's really true. I, when I get a, a, a horse that's not been there before, I want to wait to come to that spot where I'm helping my neighbor gather cows, and we come down almost always down that creek and across that creek. There are trails that go up and down the steep banks and over the... Through, but, but there are several of those cows that know that this is a better way, easier way, and they go through this old boxcar covered bridge, and I make sure that I get a horse right behind that group of cows and calves that are going to go through that, and this is a cow horse that's trained to say, this is my job, this is my cause, this is my purpose, this is my calling, this is my mission, i got to keep these cows moving in the right direction. This is what I do, and I come to that bridge, and these cows go through it, and guess what this horse does too? He's not altogether happy. He's looking around like, whoa, 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 what are we doing? But he'll follow that group of cows and calves through because he's got a purpose, a cause and a calling. Does that make sense? All of a sudden, his courage is elevated because he's got a purpose. He wouldn't do it otherwise. He'd get out there and say, you might, but not me. And you might try, but not on me. No, we're not doing that. But, well, what else do you do? Cows go there, we go there. That's the way life works. Let, let, me, let me just talk about two lessons on that. If you have a cause, a calling, and a mission, you will do stuff that you didn't think you could do. You will do things and go things that are bigger than you are. You will do things that require more courage than you normally muster up. You will do what needs to get done in order to reach that purpose when you might say, mm, too hard, too scary, too costly, nah. But if the purpose is focused and right, you will do what needs to get done. Does that make sense? Here's, here's something else I want, I want to point out that I don't especially like. If you're paying attention, if you know anything about a horse training, you know what I just did to this horse? I just put this horse in a situation that's very scary for this horse. I put this horse in a situation where his depth perception is not good at all. So he's not sure how long that tunnel is that we're going in and not really sure what that floor is like in there and not 
comfortable with the sounds that are in there. And while he does see light at the end of the tunnel, it looks like a long ways off and he's not sure that from here to there is safe at all. He doesn't want to do that at all. Does that remind you of stuff that God puts you? See, in order to help our courage, God puts us in scary situations. I hate that. Right? He leads us in situations. In fact, I've said to God, is it your whole job just to keep me uncomfortable? I mean, I just get this figured out. I just get to where I think, yeah, I got this. And you push me into something else to think, I don't get this. I, I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone now. I'm out. Anybody else? I don't think God just picks on me. I mean, God over and over stretches us and says to us, I want to build your courage by building your trust by building your confidence, by building and affirming the fact that we're on a mission here and we'll go through whatever to get to that mission. Amen? So I'm just saying it has to be a cause worth it. Now, frankly, for me, herding cows wouldn't be quite worth it, but to that horse it is, so I build on that. But, but, but there are things in life that God calls you to do. Make sure that you have a purpose that's adequate. Is your purpose worth it? Does your purpose matter? Is your cause big enough? Is, <laughs> nice. Is your cause big enough? Is, is your mission focused enough? Does it matter that you get there? And if it matters, well then, get your head in the game. Get your focus involved. Start thinking it. Get your heart in the game. Get your energy involved. Get your strength involved. Get your effort involved. And push through whatever those difficulties might emerge because they'll be there. There'll be things that'll distract you. There'll be things that deter you. There'll be things that move you. But the question is, can we get there from here? Yeah, by the grace of God. The good news is this. If you have a godly goal. You're not on your own. One of the things I want to affirm with a horse in this covered bridge is I got you. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm going to scare you. But you can trust me. I'm, I don't know how horses build trust, but I think they do over time <laughs> to a limited degree. Some of them more than others but say, okay, if you think we can do this, I guess we can do this. And we have to build trust in God to say, if I'm really being called by you, I can get there from here. God, you can help me do this. So forgetting what is behind, straining, pressing, pushing, driving, focusing on what is ahead, what's God calling you to? I would just really encourage you this week. We, we have this prayer emphasis over this next month. And I'm going to come back next week and talk to you about a, go, a goal that I'll guarantee you is worth it. It is worth it. So even if you can't be here, download us, listen to it. Because it is, it is a godly goal that is worth it. It is a purpose, a cause that is worth it. It is a mission that is worth it. Make sure that you have that cause that's worth it. Focus on it. Get your head in the game. Let's allow God to help us to get there by his grace. Amen?
This is going to be a fantastic year. It really is. There's going to be some awful things happen. There's going to be some amazing things happen. But it's going to be a fantastic year. It's going to be a good year of God working in us and through us and accomplishing his will through us. I'm absolutely excited and about that. And, and, and here's the deal. Here's a message from God. You do have a job. Figure it out. Let's get it done. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thanks so much for giving us a cause, a calling, and a mission that's really worth it. We get distracted by junk and stuff and trivia, and we spend a lot of energy and thinking about things that don't matter much, really. I suppose some of that's inevitable. But God, help us not to get buried in that. Help us to really focus on you and your cause in our life and your calling for our life. Thank you, God, for, 19, or for 2023. Thank you. There have been a lot of really wonderful things that have happened. Wow, thank you. A lot of things we are sad about and some of them we're angry about. But help us, God, now to forget those things that are behind and strain toward the future knowing that you love us, knowing that you plan for us, knowing that you provide for us, and even when you send us in a covered bridge that looks like a tunnel, it's actually the best way. And we can trust you. I pray, God, that you would keep us steady and on task and on mission and help us by the grace of God to accomplish your mission in our life in this next year. God, I want to pray your special blessing on everyone who's listening to this. Just ask you, God, that you would help us to keep our focus on you and draw our strength from you and make this an incredibly blessed year for us. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and Savior, and the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Happy New Year.